Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This podcast provides today's sellers with sales tactics that will help them to reach their goals. Your host, Mark McGinnis, brings you diverse guests, high-quality discussion, and valuable insights on every single show. Mark is the author of Tactical Pipeline Growth, as well as an in-demand sales trainer and coach for B2B companies all over the world. If you want to be better at outbound sales, you're definitely in the right place. Now let's get into the podcast. Jack Daly is an incredible person on many levels. He has a discipline and a focus like no other that I've ever met. I have a confession to make. I was a bit of a fanboy in this episode. Jack's one of the two most influential people I've had in my entire sales life. So my goal in talking to Jack was to bring you, our listeners, a touch of why Jack is just so incredible. And I think we've caught a good piece of that here on this recording. My hope is that after listening to this, you're more motivated to build your very own life by design. Before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know I've got a secret giveaway for you in the closing credits. Now, this is only on a couple of specific podcast episodes, and this is one of them. So make sure you stick around for those closing credits. I promise it'll be worth your while. Again, all those details of the secret giveaway will be in the closing credits of this episode. Now, let's jump in, and I can't wait to introduce you to Jack Daly. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This episode, I'm delighted to be joined by somebody who's very special to me. I've had some interactions with over many, many years, and that's a Jack Daly from California. Jack, how are you? Mark, I'm fantastic. Why would I choose anything other than that? <laughs> Great answer. I think that's going to be really a good answer that's going to set us up for our conversation today. So today, we're going to talk a lot about setting goals for performance and setting goals for yourself as an individual, whether that be business or otherwise. And Jack, you're the absolute gold standard in this as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I can't wait to share with our listeners the way that you've gone about this. And the, it's almost like your own culture you've built around this thing called life by design. It truly is. And I don't think that I've shared this with you before, Mark, but when California went into lockdown because of the pandemic last year, I said, gosh, if I'm not going to be on the road and I'm not going to be doing my normal flying of two to 300,000 air miles a year, I might as well write my next book. And so I finished that book up. It's with my publisher and we're just trying to decide when to release it. And the working title right now is Jack Daly's Life by Design. Oh, perfect. So I didn't even know that when I asked you to come on. So that's, that's great. Oh, well, Jack put me down for a copy. Absolutely. I've got a couple of the others. I've got hyper sales growth. I know I've got at least that one. So Jack, let me give some context and I'll get you to fill in the gaps if you wouldn't mind for our listeners. They may not know who you are. So Jack Daly, you're an international expert in sales and sales training. In fact, you're the reason why I'm actually a sales trainer. We might talk a little bit about that later on. You're a CEO coach. So you help CEOs get the most out of their business. You're an ex-captain of the US Army. Spent some time building businesses. So I think you built six businesses from scratch. You're the author of at least a couple of books that I knew of, plus one more. And something else I really like about you is you're an endurance junkie. So you've run a bunch of marathons all across, is it every state of the US? All 50 states in the US, all seven continents, and 95 in total. That's awesome. And of course, for anybody that wants to follow you on social, you'll see that you have. Iron Man Jack, often as a, a tagline, done a few Iron Mans. Uh, I have. The funny backdrop on that, Mark, is 
at 58 years old, I did not know how to swim. You know, this, the Ironman is a 2.4 mile or 3.8 K swim on the clock. From 58 years old to 66, I completed 15 full Ironmans and about 70 triathlons. That's incredible. I mean, they're just massive, massive amounts of training, preparation, and mindset. And I think that's what we're going to talk about a lot today is about the power of your mind. So did I miss anything there? You know what? My proudest accomplishment in life was early on finding a woman that would tolerate my craziness. And that woman's (laughs) name is Bonnie. And Bonnie and I met at 16 years old and spent 52 years together. 47 of them married, and I lost her three years ago uh, to pancreatic stage four cancer. But so much of my life was impacted in a positive way because I had such a loving partner. Yeah. And Dak, as I alluded to in the intro, you know, I first saw you in 2005 at an event here in Sydney, and I've been to many of your trainings ever since. And your trainings are filled of anecdotes of how Bonnie has taught you to be a better person, a better salesperson. So I can actually echo that. So I know that's absolutely true. So my condolences, Jack. And as I said, in 2005, having seen you present, the way that you presented and the way that you talked about sales and sales leaderships, you know, your sales management course left me when I left that session, I think it was a half day session, if I'm correct. And you talked a lot about systems and sales just being a bunch of systems and processes. And if you go through the systems and processes, you'll be successful in sales. And that was the point where I left realizing that sales is not some magic. It's not some, you know, it's not pure chance that you've actually got a way to build out a sales process that's going to make you successful. And on the, off the back of that, that's when I realized, you know what, this is something that I want to be really good at, at, at understanding how sales works, understanding the philosophy, and then helping other people be good at that. So, Jack, can I just say thank you very, very much? Yeah, I would tell you that it's very easy for someone listening to this to understand how much systems and processes make sense in selling because my largest sales force I had responsibility for was 2,600 salespeople covering the 48 states in the U.S. contiguously. And I used to meet with them in small groups and say, there aren't 2,600 best ways to sell this stuff. Figure out the best way, build the systems and processes, practice the systems and processes, and we'll probably beat the pants off of the competitor. Absolutely love it. Fantastic. So we could spend a whole half an hour talking about any one of those things about your endurance, about the businesses that you've run, but we're not going to talk about that today. Here we are at the start of 2021, and I really want you to share and go into some detail about the process that you call the life by design. Can we start with that? Would you like to describe to the listeners, assuming they don't know anything about it, how it started and what it looks like today? Absolutely. I'm really enriched by the invite to share this because it will make a substantial impact way beyond teaching somebody sales. I've led an amazing life. I'll turn 72 years old next month. And it's like just saying that is crazy because I feel like I'm 30 or 40 years old. But I ended up very fortunate early in life. And that was at 13 years old, I was a caddy at a private country club. And I thought I knew what the job was, which was carry the clubs, find the golf ball, wash the golf ball, attend the pin, rake the trap, the functionary aspects of a caddy. But after about a week of being there, I realized it was a much bigger thing. And that was that I'm the oldest of five kids. My brothers and sisters are all still alive. 
And we were not well off. In fact, my brother, three years younger than I am, never was given new clothes. He always wore my hand-me-downs. And my dad worked six days a week just to feed and clothe the family. And here I am watching guys come out at the country club playing golf on Wednesday afternoon. They're playing golf on Friday. Same guys on Wednesday and Friday. And they're playing on the weekend. And when I'm picking their clubs up out of the car, their cars are exquisite, top-of-the-line cars. And then I start talking to some of them, and they're pointing out their homes and their estate homes. And I realized, my goodness, there's different lives out there. And if I had to choose between the life that my dad is living and the life that these guys are living, it's an easy call. I want to live their life. But it would be difficult for me to get a meeting with them at their place of business. I'm 13 years old. So I thought, you know what? I walked next to them for the entire 18 holes. It's four and a half hours. And so I'm just going to make a list of questions and work down the questions. And I would ask them, how did you become so successful? If you had to do it over again, what would you do differently? What would you tell a 13-year-old that had aspirations to be great things in life and to be successful? What would you tell me to do? What would you tell me not to do? And I just would pepper them with questions. And I want you to think about this. After the 18th hole, they go into the clubhouse for a beer with their mates. And I bet that they would say, hey, have you ever had uh, Jack Daly carry your bag? Oh, did he ask you the questions? (laughs) And and so I had 200 successful people over the summer invest in me by answering my questions. And there was a lot of commonality, Mark, in them. And so one of the things that they said was, you need to figure out what your goals are. And goals don't count unless they're in writing. Don't pick too many. Put a date on when you're going to get them completed by and share them with other people because that will increase your accountability. So I picked four goals of my life at 13 years old at where I wanted to be when I was going to be old, like 30, because 30 seemed far away at 13. Now, I'm going to tell you at 71 years old, 30 seems far away again. (laughs) But my four areas or goals were, what was I going to look like financially at 30 years old? What was my net worth going to be? What was my annual income going to be? And I detailed that out. And then I painted a picture of my second goal, which was what am I going to look like professionally? And what I wrote down is I wanted to be the CEO of a company. I wanted it to be national in size. And I wanted it to be in the money business. And I got to the money business only because I I had visited with my parents three major cities in the U.S. And all the skyscrapers at the top of the building had banks and financial institutions names on them. And I thought they had the whole building. I didn't know that they were just renting some space. And so I put that down as my goal to reach by 30. And then I painted a picture in my third goal, which was what I was going to look like education wise. And then my fourth was, what was my family going to look like? Was I going to be single, married, kids, et cetera? And once I understood what my destination was, then it was just a process of building the plans on what were the things I was going to need to do activity-wise in order to get to the destination. Quite frankly, all of the destinations were met before the age of 30 because I was narrowly focused and driven in a direction. What I like to say today to people is, you can't get there unless you know what there is. And so that was my first 
crack at life by design. I can tell you that I've been doing that process every single year of my life since 13. Wow. That in itself is incredible levels of discipline and consistency. I've got to ask, what was the first four things that you measured? Can you remember? So if you think about the school, I needed to think about, I'm 13 years old. I'm going to be in high school now. What are the courses that I'm going to need to take in order to be successful? So I'm in something called college prep in high school, preparing you for college. And they had a very strict curriculum. And all of a sudden, they've got me assigned to do chemistry and trig. Well, I'm going to be the CEO of a financial institution. I'm not seeing chemistry and trig as being important to myself. So I was in a private school and I came home to my dad and said, look, they're telling me that I should take chemistry and trig and we're not getting what we're paying for because that's not consistent with where I want to go in life. And my dad looked at me and laughed and said, we're not getting what we're paying for. Since when are you paying for it? <laughs> and so I said, well, you're not getting what you're paying for. And so he said, well, what's your suggestion? And I said, I need you to come with me to the principal so that we can uh, make the case that I want to take some different courses. So my dad called the principal up. The two of us went in. I did the pitch. And basically the pitch was, hey, that, that chemistry and trig does, doesn't make any sense. I should be taking bookkeeping and business law because those will have applicability. Well, the principal just sat back and said, who are you and where did you come from? Like kids at your age don't have a grasp of this, but you know, let's do it. I'm with you and I'm backing you. Well, here's the best part. When I went to college, I was an accounting major. And in my freshman year, I had business law and accounting 101 they used the same textbooks that I used in high school. I aced the courses. The professor doesn't know. I'm a repeat student. I just had it in high school. The rest of the chemistry intrigue guys are struggling because it's all new material. So all of a sudden, the professors had me as being a really smart, bright guy. And I'm not necessarily the smart, bright guy. I just figured out what I needed to do in order to accomplish what I wanted to do down the road. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you've grabbed the bull by the horns there, Jack. I mean, that's just incredible. That's a great story from a 13-year-old. I mean, I'd be lucky to be still swapping football cards at 13. So there <laughs> Is your outreach getting labeled as a spammer? What once worked in B2B outbound doesn't work anymore. The goalposts have moved and so must your sales approach. Sure, you might land the odd conversation or even a reply to the odd cold email. But is it scalable? Will it provide you with enough revenue to hit your yearly goals? Having worked with sales teams all over the world, we see what works and what doesn't. Our new POW coaching program provides sellers with access to the very best training available today. It doesn't matter if you're a team of 50 or a team of one. We have flipped traditional sales training on its head and allow you to learn in your own time and still get that important coaching help that you need when you need it the most at application. Grab all the details at markmc.co slash POW. So what does Life by Design look like now for the listeners who haven't seen it? Well, first of all, when the book comes out, look for it because it's full of the process, the forms, the rigor, 
the discipline. It's all set out. All you have to do is follow the process that will be detailed out in the book. But in the interim, what I can tell you is that if you were to go to my website, which is jackdailysales.com, and daily is D-A-L-Y, but jackdailysales.com, I publish every year what my goals are on a personal level, how I performed against the goals in the prior year. I publish my bucket list, which has over 400 line items on it, of which 75% have been completed. Mark, there's some outrageous, cool things that I've done in terms of the bucket list. And there's some really outstanding, outrageous things that I've yet to accomplish, but I have full intention of doing so. So all of that material is on my website and it gives you an indication of building that process. In addition to that, I have an accountability team that I call the board of directors of my life. And I have five people on the board of directors of my life that hold me accountable. They get a copy of the goals every year. They get a quarterly report on progress towards the goals. They get an annual report on how I did for the year. And each one of them meets with me one-on-one four times a year. So that's five people times four. 20 one-on-one sessions during the year, there's no month that goes by where somebody isn't holding my feet to the fire. And I would also tell the listener that my wife, Bonnie, people referred to her as St. Bonnie for putting up with me, but she regularly wanted a seat on the board, the board of directors of my life. And I said, you're not qualified because you love me so much. And she said, I don't understand. And I said, well, if I sat down with you on a one-on-one, And I said, well, I got all these things done, but these four things I didn't get done. You would turn to me and say, Jack, you get more done than anybody on the planet. Give yourself a break and lighten up. I'm not looking for that from my board of directors. So my board of directors are are seated based upon people that really care deeply about me and are willing to call me out when I need to be called out on. Yeah. So, okay, that's great. So that's the accountability piece. So you've got Was it four or five people? Five people on your board. Five people on the board. But the additional piece on accountability is the fact that I post my stuff up on my website. So I show up in Sydney, Australia to do a presentation. And before I get on stage, people are coming up to me that went to my website and did some homework and go, hey, how are you doing on that goal to play the top 100 golf courses in the United States? How are you doing on that goal to run a marathon in all 50 states? How are you doing on this and how are you doing on that? I'm called out regularly on that, which just ups my game. Yeah, oh, I'm not surprised because you set up such a strong platform for people to, to do that. It's so transparent. And to give people some idea about what your goals look like, I've downloaded the year in review from 2020. So you're measuring things like how many days you work out, how many wine days you have, exercise hours. And some of these are incredible, Jack, you know, like 629 exercise hours in 2020. So just pause there. It's crazy when you think that I had two major surgeries last year and there was a pandemic and put those hours in. I was in a, in a leg brace by a severed quad tendon for six months from January to June. And in April, I had the equivalent of the palm of my hand an inch thick removed from the top of my head because I had a malignant melanoma cancer stage three removed. And so two surgeries and benched in the first six months and still log some 600 hours of exercise. See, exercise to me is a very, very important piece. 
one of the goals that's in my bucket list is to live to 125. And I put that on my list at 28 years old. And what I said at 28 was, if I could do the proper things from 28 to 75, take care of myself with regular doctor visits. And if you're looking at my goals, you would see I'm scheduled with all these different doctor visits. Eat correctly. I've never had a drug. I've never had a cup of coffee. My exercise regimen is significant and serious. But if I took care of myself from 28 to 75, medical science would figure out how to take me to 125. But if I arrive at 75 years old and handed the doc a beat up old man, they wouldn't inject the science. So I have been on a disciplined approach all the way from 28 years old until now, taking care of myself physically. Two years ago, the three major doctors that I had tested me on anything and everything that they could test you on and basically came back and said, right now at 68 years old, you are the equivalent of a 39-year-old male. My kids are 41 and 49 right now. Like, are you kidding me? But they're not as disciplined in their approach to taking care of themselves as I am. Yeah. You know, I just want to keep going through some of this list to give people an idea of the level that you're taking this to, Jake. So we talked about, or we haven't, steps, 5.5 million steps measured, 1,300 run miles. So what's that, 2,000 kilometers just about, 343 run hours. You know, you've got your bike hours, your bike miles, Peloton rides, which is an indoor ride. Rowing hours, swim hours, strength hours, sit-ups, 62,000 sit-ups, Jack. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Overall distance, you know, you've you've covered, you're measuring your sleep hours. So I'm assuming that's your average sleep hours. Yeah. So I used to take pride in the fact that I wasn't sleeping long. I needed four hours a, a night and I was ready to play. But everything that the research tells you, is that a solid eight hours will get you a higher quality and a longer life. So I've been on a program now for three years. I couldn't take it from four to five hours a night to eight automatically, but I am now trending at the eight hours a night level. Yeah, these things to measure, I think, are really important. You know, I'm I'm going to bed a lot earlier than I used to because I get up and I've got to get my eight hours in. So I'm I'm typically in bed by 9 p.m. at night unless I've got some social function to attend. And I'm up at 5 a.m., you know, hitting it hard with uh, the exercise program. <laughs> I don't think anybody will be surprised from what they've heard of you so far that you're an early riser. You know, and so you're measuring things like golf rounds, the amount of books that you've read, the amount of movies that you watch, the amount of cards that you send out saying thanks very much. And you used to measure air miles and flights. And some of the things that I really love that I've taken from you is, is how many blood donations you give. Yeah, well, there's blood donations and then there's blood platelets. and the Go in and donate blood. It takes you about 20 minutes and you save a person's life. Blood platelets is a much bigger thing. It takes about three hours of your time because the machine has to process it and bring the red cells back into your body. But they don't last that long and they're in major, major demand, particularly people with cancer. And so I've done in the last 10 years, I've I've donated more than 300 blood platelet donations. And, you know, you sit, you lay down in this bed and you've got a TV attached to the bed and and a DVD player. You pop in a movie. I love to watch movies. So I sit, watch a movie, 
And I sit there and just realize I'm going to positively impact at least three people that will get to live longer on this planet than had I chose to not be there that day. Yeah, it's such a great thing to do. So you've got such a big list. I get the accountability. You've got it on the website. You've got, you know, five people interacting with you to make sure that you're going to be held accountable. Is it all about beating last year or is it about being better? I mean, what's the, the, the mindset there? Or is it all about that trying to get to 125 years old or is it something else? Yeah, well, the health and fitness that you've spent time on here, Mark, is about, you know, making it to 125 and, and making those 125 rich, rewarding years, not you know, I'm tied up with a bunch of mechanical things holding me together. So, you know, it's it's a vibrant life. I, in 2019, before the, pandem- the pandemic, I had logged a couple hundred thousand air miles and visited over 30 countries. And so travel is a big component of my life. And if you were to go to the website and pull off my bucket list, now you really start to see some things. And if you were to look at my goals for one year, I then pick a 10 or 20 different things off of the bucket list to knock out. As an example, one of the bucket list items is to play the top 100 golf courses in the United States. I now have 95 of the top 100 golf courses completed. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd have had the 100 done. And so I have a golf ball rack in my house holding all those 95 golf balls from 95 different World League golf courses. And so that's a big item for me. Doing a marathon in all 50 states, I just accomplished just a couple of years ago. Doing one on all the continents was a big thing for me. And this past year, my goal was to run my 100th marathon in Athens, Greece, where it all started. And then the pandemic hit. So now in 2021, that's where I'm shifting. I'm going to run five marathons this year and hopefully in November, knock out number 100 in Athens, Greece. And then we'll go off onto a uh, Mediterranean and Greece cruise. But then if I look at the bucket list and say, what are some things on there that I want to st- that I haven't gotten done? Well, during the Olympics, I want to I want to be part of the guy that carries the torch from one place to another in the journey from the prior location to the current location. Interesting byline there, uh, you get to keep the torch as a memorabilia thing that you can put in your house. So that's kind of a cool deal. I've already negotiated with two people that can get me in to the Olympics. And so it's just a question of which Olympics I want to do the torch thing. I've got on my list that I want to uh, meet a president of the United States in the Oval Office. And I'm currently working on how to make that happen. I just got closer last year to doing that. And then uh, uh, as well, I want to fly on Air Force One. So those are, those are big ticket items that you know you wouldn't think of putting them on early on your list. But now that I've accomplished so many other things, heck, let's, uh, let's just go for the biggies now. But so, you know, and there's what, you've got 291 things on the bucket list. So, Jack, this has obviously evolved over time. We're going to be blowing people's minds right now. They'll be really overwhelmed, I think. What should people do to start? Give us some advice. I'm brand new. What are we doing first? What do I do first? How do I get started? Yeah. Here's the big, big piece of advice that I got on the golf course, because I've heard it over and over and over again. You got to have goals. They got to be in writing. Don't pick too many. Pick a date when they're going to get done and share them with other people. And so let's go way back to when I was 13. I picked four goals. I painted a picture. That's a really good 
thing to take out of this recording. I painted a picture of what those four goals were going to look like. I could see them. I could visualize them. They had real true meaning to me and got me excited. They got me out of bed every morning. When I went to bed at night, I, I was thinking about the land. This is going to be exciting when we pull this off. And so once you've got the destination and don't pick too many destinations, focus precedes success. And so too many people try to do too many things. So we focus on the things that are of most importance that will give us the most benefit personally. And then you need to build some type of a plan on how you're going to get to those destinations. Here's an example. I wasn't born to be an accountant, but I majored in accounting because I wanted to run a company. And the people I interviewed when I was 13 said, the guys that are naturals in sales and want to build a business, go out and they start a business and most of them fail because they know how to bring the business in, but they don't know how to make profit. And profit and cash is about it. Revenue is all about vanity. Uh, Profits is all about sanity. And so understand how the numbers work. So I became a degreed accountant and a master's in business. And I went to work for one of the top accounting firms at the time called Arthur Anderson. But I didn't intend on taking the career track there. That was just a stepping stone to get to me to be a successful CEO, entrepreneur, business owner. So those are the things that you can think out and take the necessary steps in order to get to that final peanut picture. Absolutely fantastic. So it's almost, it's like reverse engineering where you want to go. Is it, would that be right? It is exactly reverse engineering. I avoid using the term only because it sounds too scary. <laughs> And so the more simplistic I can make it, the better. And you, you've had the benefit of seeing me live in presentations. I don't have any sophisticated software that I'm using. I have a calendar, a pen, a piece of paper, and it's all tracked and measured. All of the things that you just were looking at are all tracked and measured in a very simplistic way. And I could not advise people more. Go to jackdailysales.com. Check out those three pieces of, you know, Jack's goals. They're really there and they're on the front page. You have to scroll down a little bit, but they're easy to find. Uh, and there's about 10 years worth of goals there. There's about 10 years of a year in review. So you can see how he's gone year versus year. And you can download this crazy bucket list that he's talking about, Jack. I think that's just such a great thing to share with so many people from all walks of life. So, Jack, how can people get in touch with you? Thanks for today. Where can they keep an eye out for the book? Tell us a little bit more about that. Lots of different ways. JackDailySales.com is the website. My email, which is my preferred method of communication, is Jack at JackDailySales.com. I look and answer my own emails. I may not take action on them all because I have a team of a half a dozen assistants that can adequately do that. But Jack at JackDailySales.com, I look at it all day long. I'm very quick on response. And in terms of books, you know, you can either look at jackdailysales.com or you can look at Amazon, just go online and punch it in. I've written nine books, actually. And so the uh, Life by Design book will be my 10th. And that'll be different than a lot of the sales books that are out there. And the number one book that I've written that has gotten more traction than any other is called Hyper Sales Growth. That's five years old. At the week of publication, it was the number one best-selling book on Amazon in seven countries. Five years later today, we still have difficulty keeping it in stock. And, it's, and that particular book is available in audio. And I personally have done the audio on it. I have that book myself, Jack. It's on my bookshelf. It's a, it's a great book. 
when do you think Life by Design might be available for the public to grab hold of? Any ideas? Uh, different countries are further along with this pandemic than others. The U.S. is a laggard right now. We're trying to time it for when the pandemic has substantially or significantly been behind us. So the latter part of this year or the early part of next year is our best thinking. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for that and we'll be sure to update people when I see it because I will notice it coming out. Jack, I really appreciate you being on the podcast and, and sharing so much valuable information with us today all the way from California. Thanks, Jack. You're an absolute legend. You know what? If we make a dent with one person on this podcast that makes a difference in their life, it was worth the investment of our time. And I thank you for hosting the program. No worries. Thank you very much, Jack. How would you like an electronic copy of Tactical Pipeline Growth sent directly to you? You see, I need a little help and I'm prepared to swap you for it. If you leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts, it would really help other listeners to find us and it helps us to find more great guests in the future. Guests just like Jack Daly, who you've just listened to. The good news is it'll only take about 60 seconds to do and you can probably access those reviews directly from the device that you're using right now. I'd certainly appreciate it. So leave us a review and then screenshot that and send it to me either as a DM on LinkedIn or directly through my email and I'll shoot through a copy of Tactical Pipeline Growth. I'm looking forward to reading those reviews. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Ciao.